Today we have Jeffrey Patty, founder of Outdoor Vision on the show. Information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. All right, Jeffrey, thanks so much for hopping on the show today. Sure. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a... I probably, you know, once once you get to see the uh, the binocular harness that uh, test head to head test that I did, it'll probably be more evident. But I am I'm very much so a kind of a gear junkie, so <laughs> I am I'm definitely looking forward to discussing with you kind of your background and and outdoor vision and how it got started and everything like that. So. Kind of to start off, why don't you go ahead and, and let everybody know a little bit about yourself and and uh, what it is you know that you, you do with Outdoor Vision. Sure. Well, uh, you know the the company kind of uh, evolved around 2017. Uh, my partner and I uh, we uh, worked together in a in a past life uh, 25 years ago when we when we first met and uh, we kind of parted ways uh, from the company that we were both working with at the time and and stayed in close contact. We continue to this day to, to do hunts together. Uh, he's in Virginia, I'm in Massachusetts. So uh, even though we're a, 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 bit, a bit apart, uh, we, we've kind of have never missed a step. Uh, we've uh, always- That's awesome. A, a That's good, awesome. Yeah, I always had a good relationship and, uh, you know, following some, some hunts, it was just really kind of, you know, what uh, it started is, hey, you know, I have this thing here and uh, I'd like it to kind of function like this. And, and we, you know, we started talking and uh, his background is uh, similar to mine being in uh, armor, uh, load carry systems, um, mainly specialty uh, ballistic products for law enforcement, military, a lot of special operations community. And uh, that's kind of how awesome. it really got a, kind of got a, st- a step, the first step there. And uh, from there, it was kind of, uh, there's some, you know, there's some time went by when we're both real busy with other things. And uh, fast forward, uh, we finally said, all right, let's just, let's, let's just do something, you know? So we, 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 we hit it there and, and uh, designed the first bino harness. Uh, really, when we started out, we were not prepared for the response we got. Our manufacturing couldn't keep up. It was uh, difficult in the beginning. We had to kind of stop all of our, our ads that we had going. Dang. And just, just kind of, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was good, a good problem, but we kind of had to just pull back uh, slightly there and, and get our bearings straight. So we did that and, um, you know, and then we, we uh, kind of got some other things in line that were needed to be shored up like fulfillment and, and you know, shipping and materials and things like that, uh, suppliers. So uh, we have a, a, you know, a better hold on that now. And, and we're, you know, we, we've uh, expanded into other products and, now we're just kind of looking at uh, what 
you know, what goals we have for the next uh, few years for the company. I gotcha. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting what can be, you know, kind of derived from being out on a hunt and yep. not have, you know, not being completely satisfied with the piece of gear that you're currently using. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I think a lot of small little startup companies like Outdoor Vision, uh, you know, those uh, folks that are the founders and that's really kind of how a lot of those things get started. It's just uh, someone, you know, sitting in the, in a room or on a hunt or in their garage and say, Hey, you know, I want this thing. I could, I can do this better. How, how do I do it? Absolutely. So, you know, with, with, with that, uh, you, you mentioned that you had, uh, you kind of had more, more people wanting it than you more demand than you could supply. Um, so when you kind of reeled back, what were some of the steps that you guys had to take, uh, in order to mitigate that, that as an issue? Well, the first thing was to, to have a, a solid manufacturing footprint to where we could, you know, could, you know, supply product. Uh, and that goes through, you know, not only just a, uh, we, we initially had our own manufacturing since then we, we have, uh, a couple that we, you know, that are exclusive to us that produce our products, but, um, it was, you know, it, there's a lot that goes on, you know, behind the scenes in terms of material selection and all the suppliers that are downstream from the manufacturing. So it's really, uh, you know, as those who are, in this, uh, you know, in a manufacturing and, and product design uh, business, it, uh, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into kind of having it all come together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when you guys first started, you know, you said, hey, I got a vinyl harness. I want to make some changes. Um, what, what did you guys go directly to the drawing board and start making samples of, of what you had kind of pictured in your mind? Or, you know, how, how did you go from, hey, here's some changes I want to see to, hey, guess what? We have this awesome binocular harness. Now we're ready to sell it. Yeah, well, we looked at a uh, product that we were using and looked at some other things uh, and, and kind of looked primarily at functionality first, you know, how do we want it to operate? Uh, what are the features we want it to have pockets, you know, um, heart, the, the, the harness style, uh-huh. things, things like that. And, um, just really put different pieces together, uh, what we liked, didn't like, and, you know, have them, have them come together in some prototypes. We messed around with those and went back, uh, you know, two or three times to get a, you know, kind of a final prototype. And then from there, it just went to, this is where we're going to, you know, you, you'll never, if you're always trying to make something better, you'll never have the first product. So we uh, finally just, you know, put our foot down and said, okay, this is it. You know, right, <laughs> we're, right. we're, going, we're going with this. Uh, and then we came out with the, the 2.0 version and uh you know we we made some small improvements there certainly uh we will we'll never just you know we're not going to come to a, 
a, a model and, and that's it. We're going to always continue to try and refine it and improve it as we, you know, go down the road and, and learn new things, new materials come out. Um, and, and then, you know, just things you learn in the field that, yeah, you know, how you can make it better. Yeah. So, so with, you know, with that, uh, you mentioned having kind of a harness, like, Hey, we just need to get this thing out into people's hands. Um, when it came time to develop that product and, and make changes, you know, you mentioned a little, a couple of things that you guys looked at, but was it, was it a lot of, you know, where a lot of the changes derived from say customer feedback, um, or your guys, a lot of your own use, like, um, how do you, how yeah. do you approach, you know, developing and making, making the harness better? Yeah. So certainly number one is customer feedback. Okay. You know, the, the guys there that are out in the field using it. I mean, we, we're out there too, right. But that is number, you know, first and foremost to us is to get user feedback. Um, uh, you know, with some of the guys obviously out there are in, uh, are hunting far more than we are. Uh, they're, they're hunting in more extreme conditions, uh, all sorts of unique situations, unique, you know, animals, uh, terrains, right, things right. like that. So, um, you know, we look at, we look at them as the experts really. And, and then we compile that information and ultimately decide, Hey, you know, this does make sense. Let's incorporate that. You know, this one here, it's, it's great. It's a good idea, but it's probably, you know, 2% or 5% of the people really want that. So, uh, you know, you'll never be everything to everyone. So you got to kind of draw a line somewhere. Gotcha. Um, you know, it, and, you know, with that, it, the, the, that product is such a, uh, a, a preference, right. you know, product. Uh, we're, we're not the, uh, the guys and never will be the ones that say, Hey, we got the best, you know, we, 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 we have the best for somebody and some people, but, uh, there's such a, uh, you know, array of products out there now, especially today that, you know, everyone has their unique preferences and, and, and everyone has the, the one that fits them. And right. So that's kind of our, our position there. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, you know, <clears throat> I, when I did this big test and, and, uh, I guess for, for people listening, I did a big head to head binocular test for rockslide.com. I tested nine binocular yep. harnesses. Um, mm -hmm. and what I did, cause I completely agree with you, Jeff, that there, there is a large aspect of preference associated yes. with the binocular harness. Um, so what I did to mitigate that is I did uh, five tests where, you know, like I, <clears throat> like water resistance tests, for instance, um, I did, uh, you know, when I bend over getting ready to crawl, I checked to see how much movement the harness has. Um, when I did crawl, I checked to see if a bunch of dirt and stuff got inside each of the harnesses. So I, sure. cause the reason I wanted to do that is because I completely agree with you where a harness is very much subject to preference. So mm -hmm. by doing all those tests head to head like that, I was able to, basically compare apples to apples as best as possible. 
Um, and you know, one thing that, that really stood out to me about, about your guys's harness is the way the lid is designed and opens and closes. Um, you know, you guys kind of have a, a piece of material that has structure that encases the, the eye cups of the binoculars. And there's not that none of the others that I tested offered that. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of curious with that design right there, what, what made you choose that opening lid design? Um, you know, it, that really was started with the first one that we did. It was just, uh, we wanted something that had some structure to it, uh, that provided, you know, a, a good amount of protection without being too bulky, without being too rigid, so it was kind of a an in between there. Um, you know, oddly, the the it wasn't the intent initially, but a lot of people like how that opens with that body there. And when they're sitting there glassing, or they're sitting in a tree stand, or whatever, they can actually put <laughs> put something in there. We got you know yeah. guys sending us pictures of everything from granola bars to their release to <laughs> you know cans of beer i mean you name it it's uh right across the board so it's yeah it's been kind of pretty funny to see yeah it, it, and, and that's it's it's funny that you bring that up because it, it kind of does i mean when you open that lid it it almost as an added bonus creates its own shelf for yep. for you to put something in if you really wanted to uh which yep. I, uh, I, I think is actually kind of beneficial, especially if you're sitting in a tree stand or something, you know, um, with, uh, with your guys's harness and when it comes to actual fabrics and buckles and, and even the rain fly, like your guys's was, there was only two in the, out of the nine that, that had a rain fly with it. When it comes to all those things, um, how how do you stay you know how do you stay up to date with the latest technology and things like that in the outdoor gear because obviously they're always coming out with new fabric they're always coming out with different buckles and things like that so how do you yeah how do you stay up to date with that or do you just kind of not worry about it a ton like what do you how do you tackle that yeah i mean you know we we have the benefit of of other areas of business that we're involved in we have good exposure to materials and accessories and that kind of thing so uh you know others may have to go and find it and you know do googling or meet with suppliers things like that um we we do have you know the benefit of just having some exposure there um certainly there's uh, you know we feel there's uh, a fair amount of room for us to improve in those areas, um, which is what, you know, we look to, to do here in the, in the future. But, uh, you know, you mentioned the rain fly there. That's the, one of the key reasons there is that we have that integrated to our system and not as, you know, accessory that you buy separate, right. um, it attaches and, and hides within, you know, those, those are the things that always get lost. People leave behind. They wind up in your, you know, in a in a tub somewhere with your gear, right? And never to be never to be seen again. And so <laughs> that was kind of one of the things that we said. You know what? This thing is just going to be 
part of it, we have a quick release that if you don't want to have it in there, you don't think you'll use it, you know, you throw it aside and use the pocket for something else. But it was just kind of one of those things that um, we wanted to, uh, you know, have integrated. Yeah, for sure. So, so with that, you know, obviously touching on the rainfly, um, what are some of the key features of the outdoor vision and what problem were you trying to solve by providing those key features? Sure. Um, you know, the, the, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go from top to bottom. So the harness was the first thing and that's really to ensure that it stays tight to your body. It's not bouncing. It's not sagging. Uh, there's no elastic in it. So, um, the, you know, again, some some may may like stretch, but in our systems, uh, we purposely I hate stretch material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, that's number one. It does have a passive, uh, like a cooling mesh on the back. It just it's a, a, a like a spacer mesh. It just provides some very subtle amount of standoff to the outer fabric to give you some better uh, airflow. Um, and it's designed, you know, the, the uh, footprint of it is not something massive where right. it's covering a big part of your back where it's going to, you know, create those hot spots. Yep. Um, coming down, obviously f- forward opening, that was something that we, uh, it wasn't really a- any other option for us. That was the way it was going to be designed. So that's, uh, kind of speaks for itself. Uh, it, it just is ergonomically, it's more efficient uh, when you're using the your binos. So um, another thing is we, coming from the side, when you grab them, uh, it, the, the top comes down from the, the hood, so to speak, comes down from the top of the binos. So you just you you have a natural side approach to being able to pick them up. You're not having to reach down into the pouch to get those out. So it just provides for a, a bit more efficiency when putting them in and out of the pouch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then um, you know we have the uh, typical pockets, like the the front pocket. You know anything from I, I put my release in there, but you know knife, any kind of miscellaneous gear. We have the side pockets for. Uh, call mouth calls, windicator, uh, you know, your lens cleaning cloths, whatever it is that you, you know, decide to put in there. Um, and then uh, we have a Molly now for underneath. We are coming out with some new pouches uh, for the, the side of the, of the harness system and also the lower part. So we, we do have that awesome. Molly system as well. Yeah. Awesome. And with, uh, with, with those new pouches, um, are they, are they going to be, you know, zipper closed, magnetic? Um, are they going to be, have dividers on the inside or is it going to be a, just a, you know, one pouch? What, what are those going to look like? Or we're actually working on those at this very moment. Awesome. So I don't have a definitive answer where we're trying to, you know, look uh, trying to look outside the box a bit to see you know where where can we add value in in those kind of accessories to have uh you know some unique feature that is is not currently out there 
Yeah, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. I mean, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it is a pouch. It's going to serve a uh, you know a function of of carrying something, but we certainly like to exhaust you know all the the thoughts before we just put something out there. Yeah, absolutely, and and much like we've kind of discussed, you know, you go out on a hunt and you you have a, a prototype pouch. It's like wow, I, I really like these couple things about this pouch, but I really hated these couple things. So why don't we go ahead and change those things right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like our, one of the, one of the, our products, it's called the Turkey Pro. And actually we're coming out with a Turkey Pro 2 here, hopefully in the next uh, um, 30 days or so, we're trying to get it ahead of turkey season. But with that product, you can see that on our website, but it's a, it's a, uh, specifically designed for turkey hunting so it is a chest rig like a bino harness but it's a little bit bigger of a footprint it has uh, specific pockets all for the gear associated with turkey hunting so there's a specific call for your or excuse me a pocket for your box call for your strikers for your slates inside there's uh, additional pockets specifically for like crow calls uh, all the different things associated with turkey hunting which is obviously plentiful when you get into different calls and and uh, accessories for turkey hunting you can also fit your binos in that like i said it has a pretty good size footprint it really has massive storage capability Um, so that's uh, kind of another uh, something that kind of you know stemmed off of the bino harness but it's again just specifically for turkey hunting that's cool that's cool you know it's um coming up with stuff like that you know i could see somebody looking at 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 that and be and go wow you know when i go on an elk hunt or something like that i want all this room for my calls maybe i should try that for an elk hunt (laughs) yeah yeah. yep no you 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 hit on hit on something that we're (laughs) we're 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 we're, is is on our drawing board yeah but uh yeah, it's, you know, it's just, that's, and it's kind of what we really strive to do is, is have something different, you know, the yeah. turkey hunting is, there. there's probably, I, I don't even know, countless turkey vests, but there is no chest rig for turkey hunting specific out there that existed. So uh, that's, you know, how that uh, evolved. Yeah. Well, and that, that kind of leads into a question that I had was, you know, about, um, you know, what did you think, you know, sets outdoor vision apart from other harnesses and other companies out there? And it sounds like you kind of, you kind of answered it right there with what you were talking about, you know, like, Hey, we looked out there on the market and there wasn't anything like this and we saw a need for it. And so we went ahead and filled that void and yep. I think just from from so far the discussion, it sounds like too something that sets you guys apart is is how much you're willing to listen to your customers because that's in my mind, right? When when I'm going to go buy something, <clears throat> whether it be a rifle, a bow, I, it doesn't matter, whatever it's going to be, and yeah. I go out on a hunt and I use it and it doesn't perform the way that it was supposed to. If a company is willing to accept feedback and make me feel heard, I'm way yeah. less mad about that than if I reach out and they're <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. You know, so that yeah, I, no that's something I respect about you guys. That's that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I am, uh, I love to, to engage with users. I love to talk to them. Uh, you know, my, 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 I'm always available to speak to anyone <clears throat> about, about product features, functionality, what they like, don't like about it. You know, we, right. I eat that, stuff, eat that stuff up. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's what makes us better. Uh, if nothing else, I mean, that's, it makes us better and that's what we're here for. Yeah. And I think that takes a, a, a specific person, you know, cause I, I've done some reviews for backpacks or, or other things where when, when the, the company owners saw the review, they were just upset, you know, and, and, yeah, and rather yeah. than, you know, I, I'm, I'm in no way ever trying to, um, you know, drag a company down or anything like that. I, mm -hmm. I'm simply just trying to give the, the end consumer um, something that, you know, a review sure. that they're able to go, oh, yeah, this guy was honest. You know, here's what he really liked. Here's some things that, yes. that he didn't like. But those things don't matter to me. So I think I'm going to get this, you know. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. And so there's another thing I respect about you, Jeff, is that you're willing to accept that. And I get it. It's very hard. It's very challenging to put in all this blood, sweat, and tears into yeah. building something and then somebody go, well, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, certainly we've had people uh, come out with things that are – in left field or or ridiculous you know i mean frankly but you, you know you you have one out of a thousand that comes out with this thing and you, you think man that's that's you know of course we appreciate it we we respect it um but then you think wow that's that's cr kind of crazy but yeah uh i mean you know you're you're gonna have that regardless with a, a you know a, a audience of you know any kind of size um so it, it you know it is what it is but we uh, certainly it's important to good or bad to to know what's happening out there and and that's you know that's uh like i said that's how we how we get better and how we evolve yeah um with with you and your hunting and and kind of uh you know putting this gear to the test uh what what type of hunting do you typically subject yourself to that that the gear is then able to be um tested in sure well i grew up uh well, I, I live in the northeast i live in massachusetts okay and for us you know uh, someone would say man <laughs> why how, how are you in massachusetts uh in, in really the our 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 gear is uh, really uh, out west, you know that's our that's our audience. I mean we we yeah. do very little business on the east coast, uh, and that's really how it started. Was a, a what a single hunt can do to someone uh, going out, especially from the east going out west, going on an elk hunt is probably the the first western hunt that really just kind of you know hit me like a ton of bricks i mean it was just one of those experiences that really changes you yeah uh, from from a guy who grew up uh you know tree stand hunting whitetail um to go out there is just night and day and it is uh i mean it changes you from from a hunting perspective um no doubt so 
so as far as my hunting, uh, I've, I've done elk hunting. Uh, I've done some, uh, I'll say more recently, uh, I have did, I've done a, a couple of uh, sheep hunts, uh, mountain caribou and uh, mountain goat. Those are kind of the more extreme things yeah. that I've done, you know, over the, in the, in the past, uh, let's say four years or okay. so. Um, and then just, you know, typical whitetail, um, black bear, turkey, yeah, th- things like that. Um, but you know, those, those mountain hunts really are, uh, where you, you really get a chance to be, you know, in the wild and in these environments that are so unforgiving, um, you know, they, they, the gear has to stand up Absolutely. to those kinds of conditions. Uh, actually the, the, I was on a, a horseback hunt for, uh, sheep and mountain caribou in uh, Northwest territory. And we were going through river crossings probably three or four a day and, uh, that's how the the our current gators were were designed from that hunt um i was getting you know my my boots were getting soaked um i almost went downstream with one of the horses oh, I no. mean, it was a it was a it was a hellacious uh 12 days but uh just an experience that i will never forget and, right you know if i if i could go back tomorrow i i'd go back tomorrow it was uh that's awesome incredible but uh, like the the gators, uh, uh, Ram River gators actually was from going through the Ram River in Northwest Territory. Okay. Um, where the 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 design has a has a a waterproof zipper and a Velcro system, like a dual closure system, specifically to mitigate water, you know, coming through those things. And that's kind of you know goes back to what I had said before about trying to have, you know, some unique features in our products that are not currently being done and in, 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 a, in a dual uh, splash guard and Velcro system on a gator is not out there in, in the hunting industry that we've seen. So it's just another example of where we try and, you know, differentiate in, in at least some, you know, feature to each product yeah absolutely and and that makes sense to me you know you you guys are going out on hunts and uh you're you're filling a need that that you know when you were on your hunt you needed that done and and that's uh, in my mind that's that's where the best gear comes from that's where the best gears derive from is the person out there that got soaking wet because they're they're their gators weren't good enough or, yeah. or, you know, the person out there that you know, like you, we were, when you mentioned elastic in your harness, right? Yep. <laughs> One time I had, I don't need, I don't know the brand and it really doesn't matter, but it was just an all elastic harness when they first came out. Yeah, sure, sure. And I was standing on a log <laughs> and I yeah. went to go jump off said log. And when I hit the ground, my binoculars stretched down and they hit my privates on the way down. And they hit my chin on the way up and dropped me like a bad habit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad day. So ever since then, I was like, I do not need elastic in my, in my binocular harness. Yeah. 
Oh man, that's funny. Oh man, good times. Yeah. Um, one thing that I that I do want to kind of touch on is I I definitely want to talk more about your uh, about your your mountain goat hunt. Um, but before we jump into your mountain goat hunt and maybe some of the ideas and things like that that came from that hunt, um, I. One last thing I'm curious about your company, especially because you've you've been there since conception. Um, what has been like, you know, the biggest hurdle that you guys have had to overcome with Outdoor Vision? I would say time, um, just time to get what you want, get you know, to get done in a day. Uh, the from from product inception to getting it uh, in the hands of people, there's a you know a, a, a significant lag there from from paper to sh- actually shipping product, you know from uh, supply chain to you know getting it built. Um, there there's a, a there's a lag there that is certainly undesirable from you know from a uh, business perspective, but it's a, you know, it's a, a, a natural evil that you, you have to deal with, but it is, uh, you know, there's just so many moving parts down that whole stream um, in, in delays occur. It's just inevitable. So um, I would say, you know, that's probably the, you know, one of the biggest things. Yeah. And I, I would imagine there's a lot, there's a big learning curve that's associated with that. There, there is, um, you know, you get these guys, uh, you know, every, every, you know, it's, it's seldom, it's not often, but, you know, they'll say, my God, you know, $50 for this thing or, or whatever it is. And it's like, you, you have, if you've never uh, started a business and, and, and don't understand what goes into that, the, you, you know, you, you can't, you, you can't have a, a, a dog in the fight, you know, you, you can't right. have a say in the conversation. I mean, if you haven't lived it, uh, there's just, uh, from, from, you know, the first piece of material to that thing going out the door, the costs that go into that, um, you know, from, from building it, from packaging to fulfillment, to shipping, uh, in, you know, incoming materials, shipments, all, all these things, uh, they, they, they build up and, and that's ultimately why, you know, you, you pay what you do for a product. And especially if, you know, you're dealing with materials and, and, uh, things like that, that are more premium, that, that's, you know, that's just part of it. Yeah. And that's there, like, you know, there's, there's so much stuff that goes into, I mean, let's just, you know, you talked about your, uh, your Ram river gators, right? There's, yep. there's so much that goes into just, yeah. let's say the buckle, you know, let's not even talk about the whole gator. Let's just talk about the buckle, sure, sure. right? You know, somebody, yeah. a company is designing that buckle they're manufacturing that buckle then they're sending you the buckle and all of that has to be accounted for as well you know it's it's not like mailing it to you and shipping it to where you guys need it to be put onto the gator is free (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yep but so 
I, you know, I don't, I, I don't mean to just completely jump ship and switch topics. Um, sure. but you know, when, when you mentioned going on a, a mountain goat hunt, um, I have always thought that, you know, a mountain goat hunt is just, they just seem very grueling and like you're up there in yeah. the extremes of the weathers and things like that. So I, I would love to hear about your mountain goat hunt and whether it was a bow hunt or rifle. And I, I would just love to hear the whole story. Sure. Sure. It's, uh, it's w- one of those hunts that you kind of relive and relive over and over. Um, it was, I think you used the word grueling. Uh, that's that was indeed <laughs> the case. Uh, the, you know the for the, those kinds of hunts. You know you can. There's there's no way to really uh, kind of have someone understand. There's no words that you can use to describe a hunt like that to have someone you know, to, to really bring them there and have them really understand what it's about until you actually experience it. You just cannot explain it. Uh, and it is, there's countless times on those hunts and I don't, you, you have to be supernatural to not have moments where you say to yourself, you know, what the WTF, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> How, how I, you know, I paid for this. I cannot believe I'm here. You know, you, you want to get into a fetal position and just, you know, uh, I chose to do this. And that is, it, it really is that, I mean, it is like nothing that I've ever experienced and the, it's just, the terrain is so unforgiving, uh, that, it's it's just hard hard to describe um, yeah you know it's you you you're on foot you're you're you know to get to the top you go through you start on on you know for my hunt anyway you start on flat terrain bushwhacking through this thick thick stuff for you know a solid hour to an hour and a half then you get to the base and then you're going up heavy timber for i don't even know uh, another probably couple hours which is just it, it's you know a good part of it you're you're holding on to uh to you know limbs trees you're you know trying to get your footing trying to get balance it's just that steep uh, yeah and then it's you know then it you get uh it, 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 you know, it transitions when you get to different levels, uh, different heights, and then you get into, you know, rock, uh, whether it's shale or just huge rocks that you have to, you know, delicately pick every single step. Uh, and then there's, you know, a, a large area that you have to go through that. And it, it's just, uh, you know, it seems like it never ends. And, and you know, you'll get to this point and you, you'll see ahead that, okay. If I can, you know, I can get up to there. It looks like we'll be able to, to glass or whatever. And you get to that point and, and then there's still another, you know, <laughs> 500 yards or something of, of nasty, grueling terrain that you still got to go up. The it false peaks. <laughs> oh, yes, the false peaks. Exactly. I mean, it is just unreal. 
So uh, it is. Uh, it, it it changes you, no question. I mean, really? you know, it it, it it changes you and it toughens you up. Like, I mean, you you have to you you have to your mind has to be in a place that you can, you know, do that. Um, because if it's not, I mean, you know, guys will say, look, I, I, I've had enough, Yeah. you know, well, let, let's go back or, you know, after a day, um, you have to be physical and, and, and mentally tough as nails to really get through one of those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for sure. Uh, so, you know, how long did the hunt take you? Um, were you were you bow hunting or were you rifle hunting? And and kind yeah. of walk me through the you know the the actual you know the hunt itself. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was uh, I was I initially I, I bow hunted. I uh, bow hunted for the first uh, four days, and and actually we went to two different mountains. Uh, the first one was not producing uh there's just you know there weren't any goats that we could uh either we couldn't get to them they were just cliffed out okay or they you know they they just weren't uh they were uh, nannies and uh they're you know we're looking for a billy so honestly my guide had to say look i think we should go to a different mountain here you know can you this is just after the second day <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah he had to say are you are do you have it in you to be able to you know get down off this mountain and then do it again in, a, in another place and so of course i'm you know i'm in british columbia it took a you know a lot of expense and in, in time to get there so uh-huh. of course my answer is yes you know well, <laughs> you're you're the boss if you tell me i gotta go i'm going you know yeah so i had to do all that over again which of course uh was uh made it made it even more difficult um so i think we were on day five or day six and um we there was according to the guide and and the weather that he was getting uh, we were going to be faced with some nasty stuff where it was gonna you know probably hold us up for anywhere from you know three to four days Holy where we wouldn't smokes. be able to yeah so it was kind of we gotta get it done we gotta see what we can do to get it done on you know this day whatever day it was i think it was the f- day five uh and you know you get to a point I, I was really at the point where i thought i am going to go home without a chance at a mountain goat uh, and just the thought the thought of that is i mean it, it makes you want to, you know, it makes you want to throw up. That's what it makes you like. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. Because, because, because what you, the, the amount of exhaustion and blood, sweat, and tears you put into getting yourself up on the mountain and into the position of just to wear your glassing, never mind, you know, putting a stock on one. That's a whole, that's a whole nother, you know, series. Um, so I was, I was, uh, just kind of faced with that. I think, you know, I think, I don't think it's going to happen. And, uh, we were going back to the tent on that day. And it was kind of the day that he had said, we, you know, things are going to get tough here after this. I don't know what's going to happen here. And we were walking, 
and, and again, I had, uh, like I said, I, I was bow hunting, but at that point, I said to myself, I'm going to switch over because I knew I was, my body could probably physically not do another hunt like that. Gotcha. And, and, and I just came to the realization that if I have an opportunity to shoot a mountain goat, I'm going to do it, whether it's with a howitzer, whether a bazooka, <laughs> with, with anything. And it will still be my biggest accomplishment in, yeah. in hunting. Yep. No matter what I can, if, you know, bring me a, 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 you know, an Apache with a minigun, I, anything. Like, I, I'm going to take an opportunity if I get one. So, uh, as we were walking, we, we had to go and, and pitch a tent. Uh, it was getting late. And it was still light, but uh, we were walking along this big uh, cliff edge, and uh, my, you know, my guy just dropped down to his to his knees in an instant. He was probably 15 yards ahead of me. Okay. And so I dropped down, and uh, sure, sure enough, there's a, a mountain goat was down on this cliff edge across from us. Uh, only got about maybe 45 yards, 50 yards and, um, across this big ravine and, uh, kind of long story short, we, we, you know, watched him for a little bit. He, he was probably not gonna, we weren't sure if he was going to come up out of that or not, but I took a shot and, and, and dropped him down. And I, I didn't, my, under my, guide's guidance i i didn't take a second shot uh which i thought would be good to anchor him but uh he wound up going down this big thick ravine and uh we almost didn't get him uh, we had holy to, smokes <laughs> yeah we had to go around down and 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 i will tell you that going down and then back up this ravine to get him was one of, if not the most hairy thing, hairiest things that I've done in my life. I mean, I didn't think I was going to reco- recover him. Uh, there were, I mean, I was, you know, I, it was white knuckle. I was just drenched in sweat because I wasn't sure if I was going <laughs> to even make it, make it, make it out of there alive. No, I mean, kidding. it was one of those. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it was one of those experiences that uh, will certainly be with me forever. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, you know, there's a couple hunts and nothing that's that, um, you know, when I think of, when I think of a hunt like that, I think for the average person that is, you know, once in a lifetime hunt. And I, I, most of my memories have all been evolving around because I'm in Wyoming, right? So I, I can go buy an over the counter elk tag and a deer tag and and all this stuff. Right. So most of my memories are evolving around that. Um, but regardless, I have had some, some instances where you get the whole, the old bunghole pucker factor going too. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh, how did I get myself here? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it was, it was cool to be able to, experienced that with my business partner and my friend for you know my close buddy for 25 years uh we both got back to the to the uh the base camp you know obviously we're with different guides and you know and different mountain ranges when we were hunting but we got back and 
know, you know, knowing what I experienced and, and that he probably experienced the same thing, you know, he was back there before me. And I'll never forget walking through that door and just seeing him and him looking at me and both looking at each other going, what the fuck? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, hey, what, what, what just happened? You know, we, it was just, uh, it was nuts. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds nuts. It does. Uh, now, granted, it sounds like a, a memory. It sounds like something that, like you said, you will literally have that forever. And, and that in itself is pretty dang awesome you know um man well you know jeff i i can't i can't thank you enough for hopping on the podcast today and just kind of going over the ins and outs of designing a a binocular harness and and how to get started doing that and and some of the things that are unique about yours and and why they're unique you know yeah it's always intriguing to me to know why something was designed the way that it is as well um, and then to top it all off, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your hunting story. I mean, I could, I could talk hunting stories with somebody probably all day, every day, right um, on, right you on. know, so Likewise. I, <laughs> I appreciate it a, a bunch. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time today and being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you having me.